and Matt Show, the disc golf podcast you've been looking for. Wow. Welcome back, everybody. This is now 2021, yeah. and Nick and Matt Show is still going. I don't know if I'd say strong, but it's still going. <laughs> so w- welcome back. And Nick, I just picked you up from the airport. Yep. <clears throat> We're going to get to that in just a second. Yeah. Like, literally. Like, you, you kind of straight to here. You got a little jet lag, yeah. and I'm I went and picked you up. So we're kind of like from car ride two hours or whatever. Here we are. Um, so because this is the new year, I thought it'd be important kind of to let anybody new to this show look at that right out of the right gate. Right off the bat, Chris Carpenter. Super chat. We really appreciate that. Um right out of the gate, I thought we'd kind of reintroduce ourselves because it's been a solid well, this is our twenty-seventh yeah. show. Yeah, twenty-seventh yeah. show. We're kind of you know, jokingly calling it, look, it's season two, chapter one. You know, this is the first episode of the new season, the new year. And yeah, it's just, it's been just over a month since we did our last show, which is kind of crazy. We dropped that fun video that Matt did some incredible editing on. I don't know if everyone saw it, <laughs> yeah. but that was that was all Matt. It was insane. What did you guys think about that? Um, if you're listening, you know, in your car as you're driving, you can just, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was called, um, I think we called it Augmented Reality Disc mm-hmm. Golf Game yeah. or something. Go check it out, it Nick fun. and Matt Show. Yeah. Got a great review from it. We totally appreciate that. But so who am I? I'm the 930, 940 <laughs> rated am. I've thrown, you know, 1,020, like 22 is my highest rated round ever at Maple Hill Golds. I am 35 years old. Been playing disc golf for... I always teeter because I'm not exactly sure, but it's in that 14 year range for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, it might be a little more. Um, and I've loved to see the sport grow. I have a lot of connections in disc golf because I live in Leicester, Massachusetts. And so a lot of people who are influential in the sport of disc golf come through here on tour um, mm-hmm. or they've originated here. I'd like to shout out, you know, the disc golf pro tour. Yep. I don't care what you think about the guy, Steve Dodge, huge factor in the growth of the sport. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, just the birth of the Disc Golf Pro Tour in general. He was the guy who yeah. really made it happen. It wouldn't be here without him. Mm-hmm. So shout mm-hmm. out to him. But that's Leicester, Massachusetts. That's where I'm from. And um, I'm just going to say, I introduced you to Disc Golf. So you really, you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me. I so know, right? tell us about you, Nick. Uh, what's your story? So I've been playing Disc Golf for about eight years now. I am 988 rated. Matt is correct he did introduce me to the sport i think in about 2013 or 2014 somewhere around then and then um yeah just started kind of getting serious into it and what's funny this is kind of like a small announcement i have is that i actually no longer reside in paxton massachusetts currently i'm living in lynchburg virginia now i did come back i have to come back for my old job ask for some help for the next couple of weeks so i'm back up here helping out but um, in a few weeks, I'll be back down in Lynchburg, Virginia, and I can't wait. So let me, um, because I'm just going to pry a little bit. Lynchburg, Virginia, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, that's where Paul and Hannah live. Great yep. friends of yours. Um, what brought you down to Virginia? Um, so I went down there in December, and just being in Virginia for years and years has always been like kind of a, a nice escape from reality i would take off a week of work at a time and i'd go down to virginia and i visit two of my best friends paul and hannah and then all the other friends that i have down there the uh the foundation guys the foundation guys families and everything like that like there's so many just good people down in virginia 
And actually, my girlfriend lives in Virginia. Oh, it's kind of girlfriend. fun to say that. Yeah, my girlfriend, Brittany, she lives down in Virginia, about 15 minutes away from where I live now. And um, not sure it's, it's it's been great, but every single time I'd go down there, I always felt like when I left it, you know, I was always sad because I believe in my friends. And unfortunately, <laughs> I believe, yeah, I, I believe in my friends. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So no, nah, it's it's been great. It's been a really comfortable move. Um, OK, so yeah. I'm cutting you off because that's what I do on the show. And that's why people <laughs> love me. You can roast me now, everybody. Actually, I stopped reading YouTube comments last year. That's so 2020. Um, so <laughs> yeah. um, no, but so you moved down there and mm-hmm. I just want to say I'm pretty sure. You moved in to the Macbeth's house temporarily? I did, yeah, okay. temporarily right now. I'm, so what's uh, that like? Give us the dirt, man. Like you're you're living in their lower floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm actually I'm in the uh I'm in the basement right now. Um there's it's a beautiful house that they live in and um fortunately there's a room down in the basement that they asked if I wanted to spend some time and move into for a little bit while I kind of situate my life and my goal is actually kind of to get into realty down there. I want to become a realtor and I actually want to um, pursue more with disc golf. I can do more videos with the foundation guys, uh, do stuff with Paul's vlogs and Hannah's vlogs and everything like that. And then just trying to figure out actually how I'm going to do everything remotely with the Nick and Matt show. <laughs> We're working on the setup still. So, so. so let me just tell yeah. you guys, because you probably wonder why January 14th for this uh, start of the show. So Honestly, the plan was to come back and do January, what was it? It was the, the 7th. 7th, yeah. That would have been the first Thursday of the year. And I'm like, yo, Nick, um, so we we down to do the show? Because we kind of, you know, we took a solid break. And Nick's like, dude, I am so ready to go. Let's go. And he's yeah. like, he's like, but let me fill you in on a few things. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm moving down to Virginia. So I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm the tech guy. And I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, it, I know we can mm-hmm. Skype everyone in. We do that with our guests now. But, like, yeah. how are we going to maintain the quality that we have come to bring and people have come to rely yeah. on? So we're going to still work on that. But here's the funny part, guys. I'm still telling the story. So then we're like, all right, January 6th. He's like, I'm moving down there, ready to go. The night before, I'm like, Nick, let's do a full-blown test because we got to <laughs> test it. And he's like, Nick, Nick, what did you say? You forgot what? I forgot. <laughs> I uh so I didn't take a U-Haul down there. I just literally packed up my car and uh took everything that I could. I took my computer, which is what I would be doing all my podcast stuff on, and I forgot the power cord to the computer. I brought everything else, just forgot the power cord. And I I know they're universal, but I didn't at the time. Like I didn't realize I forgot one. And so I think it was like Wednesday night and Best Buy was closed and there was just a bunch of crap going on. So I was like you know, I, I don't know. So I'm like, I'm like, Nick, you ready? He's like, uh, bro, yeah, like, no. I don't even have a power cord for yeah. my computer. So I'm like, okay, so we're not doing the show tomorrow. Yeah. So we didn't do the show. The internet's kind of sketchy down there. We got to figure that out. He might end up going over to foundation studio. There's a lot of things. Hey, shout out to the foundation guys. If you listen. To yeah, this. yeah, exactly. <clears throat> we're we're going to rent a spot. Um, but here's, so Long story short, I'm like, Nick, this was yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, you ready to do the show tomorrow? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, dude, let me uh, fill you in in just a minute. I'm like, again? I'm like, this is such a Nick thing. Yeah. So I'm just giving you guys a feel of who we are. And Nick's <laughs> like, um, he's like, yeah. He's like, uh, I, I actually might be in studio tomorrow. And I'm like, you're coming up? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, long story. So yeah. anyways, he's probably going to do a couple weeks of work up here in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. He's got a, did you say you have a girlfriend? I do. <clears throat> I think you said that, did, did. you? Okay, yeah, yeah I, I yeah, heard yeah. that. I was just trying to ignore it. You know, I used to be your bro. <laughs> okay 
Um, so he has a girlfriend. He'll be going back. There's not, you know, there's no reason for him to stay up here anymore. No, exactly. Um, so people are asking in the chats right now, live, like what we're going to talk about. Some of the the, to- the hot topics are right now. Mm-hmm. We are going to get to that stuff. So stick around. We've got a guest tonight. His name's John Richardson. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes mm-hmm. here. Um, you might you might recognize Upper Park Designs um, being a name in the disc golf industry. Uh, kind of took a little bit of a stall session, if you will. And then um, I've just seen a whole bunch of good stuff happening there. We're going to bring him on. We're going to talk about that. Um, besides that, I feel like, Nick, people know who we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done an intro here. I wanted to do a, a new um, intro because people are so used to the other one. Like, Nick's like, yeah. if I had $100. If I had 100 bucks, I'd blow it on yard. But <laughs> yeah, and I, I still <laughs> get crap for that to this day. <laughs> we we will find um, we'll find a way to yeah. do a new intro. A lot of stuff is just coming together kind mm-hmm. of last minute. Thanks to Nick Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I threw kind of like a, a whole hammer in this whole situation where it's, you know, it's just completely sideways now. But yeah. we're figuring it out. We're still going to give you guys the best uh, production that we can. And that's, you know. Yeah. So judge that disc golfer, everybody. Judge that disc golfer will be happening tonight. Yeah. I know you guys have been like missing it for yeah. m- months now. Um, but judge that disc golfer will come back. And eventually there will be more. Um, video content there will be it's just going to be probably we kind of talked it might not be more than four times a year for nick and i especially if yeah. we do something like really cool mm-hmm. take some work coordination the whole exactly. nine yards we'd like times to do that i can though. come up and visit or if matt ever comes down but kind of like off topic to that really quick though everyone everyone's asking about the whole ezra situation which i think is definitely something we should talk about real quick um someone had wrote hey nick and matt what are your thoughts on the ezra signing with discraft and then SSJ Char wrote, the real question is how long have I known that Ezra was going to sign with Discraft? And I think the situation is wicked cool. I found out that he was going to be joining the elite team, which I thought was awesome. Uh, but I have not known for long. Like maybe I think he announced it this morning and it would have been like maybe yesterday that I actually found out he was signing with Discraft. So I wasn't that much in the know. I also try not to pry too much. Like, you don't want to be that guy. You're sitting down yeah, like in the exactly. basement, like Paul McBeth. So you're like, bro, like just fill me in on everything you know every minute. Like, yeah. hey, hey, Paul, who was that phone call from? Hey, Paul, um, that text yeah, you just sent, like, exactly. Like, like, no. I, don't, I don't try to pry yeah, into exactly. all of it. And you know, if I overhear something, you know, I overhear something. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, no, uh, I just you know. <laughs> so Doc had wrote Ezra moved to Discraft because of Nick, and I'm just gonna say this real quick. I signed with Discraft Underground Team in 2018 before. Paul Macbeth had announced that he was signing before Yuli announced that he was signing. All these different uh. people announced that they were signing, going back to Discraft. I'm just saying, I, I might have started a trend. Who knows? <laughs> but I might have started somewhat of a trend. No, I'm I'm super excited to see Ezra go out and play with Discraft discs. The dude bombs. His tour series discs is going to be a nuke, which is super cool because those things insider information. Bomb. Well, that, that one's actually he in the announced video. it. I yeah. didn't watch the video. Yeah, so no, the video is cool. I just want to give a shout out to Discraft in general when it comes to their videos because they, oh right, they just they're above and beyond when they come out with these announcement videos and the things that in the future that are going to come out with them are just they're insane. It's it's really really cool to watch. Yeah, so we're gonna get to more topics like that. Um, in fact, I kind of teased out there in our title of our video podcast here is um. Is PDGA Worlds going to be canceled or is it going to happen is how I put it. And that's an interesting topic to have. We will have that topic. We're not going to do it right now. Um, So all of that being said, we are back. We're kind of excited about it. Um, 
if if you haven't already subscribed, let me just throw it out there. It helps us a lot. We kind of stalled, obviously, when we stopped doing our live shows every week. Um, we're just about ready to bring in John uh, Richardson here. Um, we are going to get back to more topics. Uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else um, in the recent... Oh, let me get this out of the way. <clears throat> and I, I don't mean to say that in such a, a flippant way, but uh, I always talk about kids disc golf. And I'm always like, oh yeah, kids disc golf this, kids disc golf that. We've had people message the show saying, hey, I've heard about kids disc golf mm -hmm. through your show. Matt, like what, what's involved, like to support it. The, the community is amazing. So yeah. let me just give you the quick rundown. Six years ago, uh, it will be at the end of this year, six years ago, um, I started up tournaments for juniors and um, we just realized it was such an opportunity to grow the sport and to provide a competition for junior disc golfers who wanted to be competitive, not just like intro clinics, not just like, hey, have fun. Here's a disc, go whip it at a tree, although that is fun. We wanted to offer a premier status events, and eventually we did that. We got up to running U U.S. titles, um, as well as, you know, state series. And even in New England, we helped, you know, s like spur on people to run events. The long story here that I'm getting to, just because I know this is the Nick and Matt show, it's not the kids disc golf show, <laughs> is that um, it's just come to a time right now where me and my brother are handing it off. Um, it is, its journey has ended with Matt me and my brother, Josh. Um, and the only quick answer I can give, because people are often like, well, what happened or why? And the quick answer I give is that there's priorities in life and you have to balance out where those priorities exist, as well as seeing that there might be a better future for something in other hands. So that's kind of where we're at. And so keep an eye out. They're now going to be in charge of everything, not me. Mm -hmm. We've handed it off. We have no clear expectations. We didn't sign any agreements. We did a handshake and said, have fun and i um, excited to watch it grow. So <clears throat> that is um, Kids Disc Golf. That's my update there. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, I speak for kind of everyone in this where we just want to say how appreciative the disc golf scene is to Kids Disc Golf in general and just you putting out there just kids disc golf. I, I remember the day it actually kind of came into fruition when Hunter threw the two minus over at Rapscallion and just watching that and seeing that get filmed on video to like a big disc golf viral video back in the day was pretty cool. And that in a sense was kind of the over the top. Okay. Kids disc golf is a thing. You can get that going. And the time and effort that you have put into that meet the pro clinics over at all these different pro tour events, the professionals who are actually able to attend those, the pizza parties and the kids actually being able to go up and see their favorite pros. Pretty incredible thing you and your brother did. So I totally appreciate we want to say that. Thank you. Oh man. I totally appreciate that. You're going to make me think of all the great memories. Yeah. yeah. Meet the pros being one of them. Yep. Thank you to all the pros. And here's the deal. Kids disc golf is not ending. Um, I want to be clear about that. I, we don't know exactly what the future looks like, but it's mm -hmm. not me and my brother. And so thank you mm -hmm. for those kind words. My brother, I will say, Kids Disc Golf would not be here how it is here without him. Yeah. Um, everybody needs that partner to make things um, work well because uh, usually we're you know unbalanced in our own ways. And so he was the balance to what I brought to it. And just, just again, really excited to see what happens there. Great memories. It kind of feels like in some ways a sense of loss, like we gave it up and it's, we're done with it. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with it starting because of Hunter Graham. I just want to be clear. It was yeah. my son Hunter. That is why kids disc golf started. Yeah. And then it continued to spur on because of all the amazing juniors out there mm -hmm. all over the world. We've met people from all over the world who have children competing, um, encouraging words. So keep supporting 
keep supporting Kids Disc Golf, guys. Uh, they will be contacted through social media. They're going to keep the website running, all that stuff. So just reach out to them. So without further ado, and kind of in transition to one of the, a great, great supporter of Kids Disc Golf, um, let's bring him on the show. We've got um, John Richardson um, of Upper Park Designs is how you might remember them. But here's John Richardson on on live with us now. Let's go ahead and uh, welcome him to the show. So, John, tell us. Uh, what up, John? Yeah, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks up, for dude? having me. Yeah, it, I was a huge, huge supporter of Kids Disc Golf. Everything you did for that, Matt, was was you and your brother it was awesome. Thank you very much for that. And I just want to give you uh, a shout out as well, since we're all doing it. Um, John <laughs> went out of his way. I literally believe out of his way to almost the point where I felt bad. <laughs> He's like, hey, we're going to do a custom, a custom bag. Now, if you don't know, John comes from the disc golf, I guess we call it equipment world, which is like more or less creating bags for uh, carrying your discs and, and some other items as well. Um, and he he designs these. Uh, he has a team that he works with, but he designs these, and he's like, "We're gonna do a custom bag for kids disc golf." And I'm like, "No, we're not." And he's like, "Yeah, like colors and everything, like yellow zippers. Like we're gonna put the logo on there. Let's go." And I'm like, "Yeah, I think there's a market for this. I really think there's a market." And um, I think it's interesting. The disc golf market is interesting. I think there are people who are interested in that. And then you got other people who are like, Ooh, I want my kid to have, you know, like this extra large grip bag or whatever, but like yeah. you get all over the spectrum, but I cannot say thank you enough for that. In fact, just while this shout outs out there, is there a way for people to still purchase that bag? I honestly, so there are obviously minimums you have to meet, uh, when ordering with a factory. And I said, screw it. We're going to order that minimum and get a bunch and we used them for tournaments and giveaways and a ton of stuff but there still are a couple left and they're they're based on our pinch bag the the version two pinch and i think there's a few left on the website at a pretty big discount yeah um, purely to clear out for the new stuff coming in which is a whole nother story yeah so we saw the ads running on uh, social media which was excellent and i was like wow there's a big push here i'd love to help make sure that people know those bags are out there um and so actually we might still have like a few here. Maybe we'll do a giveaway on one of those uh, just to help inspire that. Um, I don't know how we'll do the giveaway tonight, Nick. We'll have to think about that. We'll think about something. Tonight we'll do some type of giveaway where you comment or share or something. Um, so tell us real quick, Upper Park Designs was the name. Can you tell us how that started out? If anybody's not familiar with the bag's origination and, and what you did there, just the short version of how you started out. Short version, uh, I went to college at Chico State in California, Northern California, and fell in love with disc golf in 2009, ended up uh, having an idea for a backpack company, and, and in Chico, if you know the area at all, it's hugely based around a massive park um, called Bidwell Park, and there is a lower and an upper Bidwell Park, and in Upper Park, there's a huge disc golf course that overlooks a massive ravine. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous for Northern California. Um, but it seemed fitting that, you know, we called it upper park, uh, as a little tribute to where it came from. Now that's awesome. Yeah, that it's is funny, cool. funny how like names come about. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I've, I've had the pleasure of hanging out with you on the course, off the course, uh, random places around the country and <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm going, I'm going a little bit out of my way to say this, but at one point you're like, you know, had I really thought about it, I might not go back and pick that name, you know, Upper Park Designs. Was that, was that true? 
Yeah, the name it we liked it because we I started the company with two roommates originally, and you know we all were at the school and it fit and we were excited. But but as I worked through it more, three word names are tough, uh, and it just never really had that ring to me. But it's I'll be honest, it has grown on me over mm-hmm. time. Um, Upper Park as the shortened version has definitely uh, I think grown. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And you guys have been sponsoring like a ton of pros have been talking lately about their affiliation with upper park designs and all these different bags that are coming out and everything do you kind of know off the top of your head like if for people watching who are some of the pros that you guys are sponsoring this year for the upcoming season this year has been a big a big uh, pickup year for a long time i sponsored a lot of great players but as the inventory dwindled and i couldn't get the bags to the players that they needed i just felt bad so the team kind of got smaller and smaller and now that product is coming back um, I mean, big names, uh, Gre- Ooh, I don't know if I can say that Greg Barsby, uh, officially signed on again, and he's been a longtime team member, nice. uh, back awesome. since the beginning of upper park. That was really exciting. Uh, we have Madison Walker, Trevor Harbaugh, uh, Andrew Presnell, um, uh, fish is on there. I mean, it's a, it's a team of just Madison Walker, a bunch of great people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot who have been with the company for a long time and are, who, who are just really passionate about uh, upper park and and i think what we're what what we're for but also you know just diving into what the future is gonna gonna be for the company so nice that's, that's awesome. exciting i've hung yeah. out i've hung out a pretty decent amount with trevor harbolt just throughout the touring and um he's always talked about the bags i've always seen andrew fish rocking the bags and everything like that so they're definitely out there they're a unique style of backpack which i think is kind of cool because you kind of have the grip bags which have their style of a legitimate backpack and yours kind of like they wrap around the disc so in a different way it's definitely a very cool unique design and i've actually you know i've never worn one but matt do you have one (laughs) so i feel like on man you won't take it off yeah exactly no i feel like so i I know a lot of people who have here's the deal honestly i i I can't talk i'm stuttering here it's been a while nick i can't say enough good things about john um when hunter who still actually got is Hunter still sponsored with Innova. Um, but John was like, I, I don't know if I reached out or whatever. I said, you know, Hunter would love to rep your brand. And so John's mm-hmm. like, here's a bag for Hunter. So yes, long story short, we do have a bag in the family and uh, Hunter is still using that same yeah. bag. John still using that's his bag. So and that's what it was. So yes, I love. Uh, so let's, let's go back um, and talk about that. Cause you talked about, you know, bringing pros, uh, ramping it back up because now you have bags and whatnot. So let's talk about that. Um, Upper Park Designs was the name, but you can see in the title here on our live feed, it says Upper Park Disc Golf. Um, we kind of talked about that a little bit, the name. Um, but but why? what happened? It seemed like there was a whole new energy rebrand. I think there was even an announcement of, is there a multi-ownership thing going on? Like, Give us the history of this recent rebrand and what it's come to be now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's pretty major across the board. Uh, it started a couple years ago when uh, I accepted a job at Discraft and moved to Michigan. Um, the company at the time had been not necessarily growing, and and I knew that that going to Michigan and focusing on Discraft for a while would take even more of my focus away from Upper Park, and uh, and it did. And so over the the last three years, the company. The inventory's gone down. The my focus just hasn't been there for the customer service and all that. Um, and it got to a point where I my wife's sitting behind me, but 
I laugh because I woke up one morning and I had been I've been going back and forth on, you know, I could crowdfund this bag, I could raise the money to do a round of rebels. And then I'm thinking, well, okay, doing the math, it'd be a couple months before I'd be able to get enough money to then do some shifts. And then I might I might be able to get enough more within a few more months to maybe do a round of pinch bags. And it was like this, this constantly mm-hmm. ever growing length of like getting product in stock. And, and I, so I was going back and forth. And finally, one morning, I woke up and I just I decided I had to sell it. The I had built such a solid customer base and had put so much effort into these products and constantly making them better. And people who are so passionate about you know the shift or the the focus or whatever. And for me to restock one bag and then wait six months and restock another one, it just seemed like it was not doing due diligence to all these customers mm-hmm. uh, that were asking for these bags. And so, <clears throat> so on that you know that morning was just like it's happening. Uh, decided to list it for sale and um, talked around some companies in the industry, but it really came down to uh, just finding a good fit. Uh, and it happened faster than I thought. So by September, mid-September, I had found um, two guys who who wanted to buy the business um, and they wanted to keep me on board uh, for to help with the bag design, to help with my industry relationships. And uh, I knew that you know, if their mindset was in the right place and they were just trying to do good by people and build good products that the company could continue. So, so, so that's exactly what's happening now is you're, you're, uh, you're networking in the industry, even with people, I don't want to say like us, but the point is you have a lot of great contacts and, and honestly, I don't know what I have reached out to them and been like, Hey, what's going on at upper park disc golf. But the fact that I knew you and I could just send a simple text. Uh, so that's great. Um, so you're launching all the same bags. Is that accurate? So I don't want to make it sound like a bad thing, but you're launching all your same bags that people have come to love and expect. Um, you're doing a pre-sale or do you want to touch on any of that that I just mentioned? Um, yeah, pretty much a relaunch of everything but the focus right now. Um, the excuse me, most bags have not had any real updates or changes to them. The Rebel, though, is a massive overhaul. Um, of what the Rebel's been, and it's probably been the longest since that bag has been in stock. Uh, so for the rest, it's a restock. For the Rebel, it's a full new version release, um, and they are on pre-sale right now. Uh, the The pre-orders have been fantastic, and it's already got me working up new color schemes and uh, planning for what's ahead, but the bags will be here, I think, February, some point in February. Uh, times are crazy. If anyone in the oh, disc gosh, golf yeah. industry and otherwise will tell you shipping and all that is tough, but um they'll be here soon so what's the website i was kind of typing it up you could see it live there it's, it's upper park yep upper park upper park designs will redirect you there um, but upper park discgolf.com yep all right so there let me whoop, there we go <laughs> upper park disc golf awesome um so people need to get on those pre-sales because you're probably i mean you're gonna take orders of course probably from here on out but the pre-sale is like a get a bag it order a bag, get a bag, like right yeah. away. Good for the business. Get a bag Absolutely. And that happens and you're probably doing the pre-sales until when? Uh, they will probably go until the bags get here would be my guess, or maybe okay. a week or so before. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. To get a color you want, I would pre-order it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big promise with the new ownership and everything we're doing is the bags will stay in stock. Oh, uh, nice. so if it's if it's a color you like, I can't guarantee that color will be there forever, but we will keep bags in stock. Okay. So that's awesome because you're not wrong. I think the perspective was a little bit like 
I'd have people even reaching out to me because they knew Hunter had a bag and they'd say like, hey, like, can I get a bag? And I'm like, go check it out. And then they'd be like, oh, it's out of stock. So like, mm -hmm. I think you recognizing that and bringing on this new ownership, I think the, the message you're trying to communicate and you just said it, like they're promising, like, it, like we're going to be in stock. Like there's something that if people had a, any type of experience that kind of said, oh, I'm, they're not in stock and they're coming back now, like you're back, you're back, right? Flat out. Flat out. I mean, it, we're back. Absolutely. And still my focus is there. My focus has always been, I mean, for a long time doing everything, uh, which was too much. And so now my focus is my favorite part and that's making bags and making bags that are different. Um, Nick kind of hit on it. The bags look nothing like anything else because I yeah. designed them to look like nothing else. Um, and that will constantly be the the effort that I put in mm -hmm. is to listen to customer feedback and to continue designing bags that are different. So we had one. Um, we play New England Team Challenge. It's called up here. And uh, last yeah. week I was playing, and one of my card mates had an Upper Park uh, disc golf bag. And um, it's uh, it's cool for a couple of reasons. One, because I'm like, yeah, I know the guy who made those. <laughs> I feel like you know I know him. Yeah. But two, it's like it's got to be. Tell us the feeling you have. Um, seeing and knowing your bags are all over the world like how does that feel for you as a product designer um to have done something like this was that always a dream of yours uh no i mean to to design products was definitely not a dream i think it took me a while to figure out that uh that building brands building a brand was really a passion of mine um, and, and I think I found the best way to do that is by, a, is, is with a product. Um, sure. There are people who are attached to apps and websites and things, but there's something about holding a physical product in your hand, interacting with it day in and day out. And just, it, you become attached to it in a different way, but the feedback people give you and the experiences with it are different. Um, and so, so I fell in love with that right away, but I still, it took me actually longer than you'd think to to see an upper park bag just in the wild mm -hmm. like i would see him around but i'd be like oh i sold it to that guy or like oh yeah he's a friend yeah. but like for me to just go out to a disc golf course and just stumble across like holy cow that guy's carrying one of my backpacks yeah it took a while um and and when it finally happened it felt great but uh the other thing that's really odd uh which is just uh, you know as a bag designer i feel like when I see someone else carrying one of my bags, I, I almost feel like it's mine. Like, I'm like, hey, can I can I just look in here? Can I check this out? Like, I want to see, like, is it wearing at a point that it that it yeah. might like and I'm yeah. like touching it in a weird way where it's, I, it's never had anyone like be like, whoa, dude, back up. But it's like got, I just like have a yeah, it's like weirdly like, dude, I've spent yeah. so many hours with that thing on your back. Like, can I just can I can I touch it just a little bit? You said something <laughs> we're definitely clipping out for our next intro. I just want to Perfect. touch it in a weird way. It's it is. Yeah. It, I'll stand by that. It is a very interesting because I mean I've spent so much time with each with each bag. I mean, I think people underestimate how long it takes to develop a product. The the rebel was a year and a half from concept wow. until I actually had a product in hand that mm -hmm. I could say this is good enough to sell. Mm -hmm. And I've still made five version changes since then. So it, it takes, it's so much time just figuring out the details and, and making sure it works with people. It's something that they'll enjoy using and disc golfers beat the crap out of their products. Oh, so God, yeah. it's got to last, right? Yeah.
Wow. I, I think you sharing some of that insight is totally cool. Again, I'll say it now. I support John 100%. And uh, I don't know if you feel like, do the names of these other owners, are, is it beneficial for their names to be out there? Do you want to give a shout out? Or are they like, nah? <laughs> uh, honestly, they're great guys. Martin and Jim. Um, I would not have left my company in the hands of people that I did not trust, that did not have the same values that I've put in. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, there's great things coming. I mean, I'm excited. I'm still working hard, but they're working harder than I ever have. So yep. uh, yeah. Now, are, are you able to do that full time now? Or you do you have another job with that? Or are you just focusing solely on the upper park? Upper park is a little bit of a side gig. I mean, mm -hmm. once the bags are designed, um, we've got a few things, a few exciting things in the works that I'm working on right now, but all the new bags have already been ordered. So, Sweet. uh, all my work on that is kind of done for now. So that's awesome. <laughs> so someone's like, Hey, is there going to be a Nick and Matt signature bag? And okay, this is funny. I'm going to take the kids. I'm going to have like six kids disc, disc golf bags left. I'm just going to cross it out with a Sharpie and write <laughs> like a sticker. We'll just put a sticker yeah. on there and say Nick and Matt show. But, um, no, I, I'll say this, John. I'll say it again. John's an excellent guy. Definitely go check it out. Upperparkdiscgolf.com. Um, any any other thoughts, Nick? Did we miss anything we want to cover with him? Or do we want to get into Judge That Disc Golfer? No, I think let's let's go straight into Judge That Disc Golfer. Okay, so this it's been, game. It's been a while. It, yeah, it has been a while. So um, with that being said, we are going to go ahead and jump into the game. Judge That Disc Golfer, if this is your first time, we are you're just going to participate in the chat board, okay? And you're going to try to guess what this person we interviewed, mm -hmm. this disc golfer on the course, uh, because we haven't done this in a while, I kind of feel like I have to explain it's it. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to comment in the chat room. Um, yeah. John is going to go head-to-head -head with uh, Nick, and we're going to try to play a game here. Hopefully you guys like it. Let me go ahead and bring it up, and we're going to go with it now. Judge that disc golfer. The game show where you judge a disc golfer you've never met. All right. We are back in 2021 for Judge That Disc Golfer. You're the first on this segment this year. What's your name? My name's Rick Huber. All right, Rick. My name's Matt. This is the Nick and Matt Show. We're gonna ask you some questions. First, All we right. wanna get to know you. And so let's ask the question, how long have you been playing disc golf for? So it's probably been a little over three years now, I think. Okay, so yeah. three years. In those three years times, do you play any competitions, tournaments? Yeah, so I uh, recently, last year was probably the season that I went uh, pretty hard. I played a tournament, tried to go at least every every other week, and I played a couple of pro tour events as well for the first time. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. Pro tour events. Now, so do you play as a professional? Do you have a PDGA membership? Yeah, I have a PDGA membership. I'm still technically an amateur. I haven't really gone into the pro. I haven't, like, cashed and done all that stuff yet. Okay. Um, so, so I'm still, this year is kind of like a goal of moving towards being more pro this year full time. Okay, so um, do you have a PDGA rating then? Yeah, my rating is actually not that great. <laughs> I'm still in the 900s, uh, not quite 1,000 rated yet. Okay, so. so what 900 rating do you have? Oh my gosh, I don't do you know. know. It might be like 915 or something okay. like that. 915, we're just trying yeah. to give everybody here a feeling on who you are, although... Yeah. <laughs> I will be the first to say my rating doesn't represent how good I am, right, Nick? Uh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, this is your first time you're traveling. This is Maple Hill, your first time up here. Where did you come from? Uh, I'm from Greenville, South Carolina. Okay, so you don't get too much snow down there, right? 
No, maybe once a year, maybe okay. once or twice. So you're gonna get out and play around up here. All right, cool. So we got to know a little bit about you. Um, the first question we always ask is, how far can you throw a disc? Okay, so this is the part of the show where we pause before he answers. We got to know him a little bit there. He made me made me laugh because I said, Nick, right? I'm better than 915. <laughs> but uh, that's just the way it goes, the rating system. Go listen to that podcast with Chuck Kennedy. We do have that. If you go back to last season, we yep. talked all about the ratings. All right, so this is how it's played. Uh, everybody's already guessing here in the chat board. Sometimes we do it interactive with polling. Tonight, we didn't set that up. So go ahead and comment live. We are going to have Nick guess first, and this is not... Not Price is Right style. It's not closest without going over, John. It's literally whoever is closest. So what Nick picks, you're going to have the over-under on. You can choose if yeah. it's over or under. But uh, Nick's going to go first. So what does Rick answer, Nick? How far does he say he can throw a disc? I'm going to say 400 feet. 400 feet. That's a number there. That's a number, John. What do you think? Um, I can tell you before you answer, uh, we have people guessing everywhere from 285 up to 450 uh, it looks like they're all over the board. So what do you think this guy's going to say, John? I was thinking, looking at him, probably right over Nick, 415. All right, so he took the over. Yeah, he's Nick, got the over, I got the under. Nick's looking at it, he's like, would you change your number with John going 415? Would you have said, ah, I'm going to go 416? Would I you mean, have done that? For the luck that I have and judge that disc offer, everyone who only throws 385 says they throw 590, so... I'm going to stick with the under internet distance is a weird thing. We're going to have <laughs> to um, add an element to this game where you yeah. get like one chance and all the to questions to it. change. Yeah. No, to change. Oh yeah. You yeah, can yeah, be yeah, like, gotcha, okay, gotcha. I, after hearing the other guy's yeah. answer, I'm changing, but we're not yeah. doing that this week. So no, I'm still going to take 415 for John yeah. 400 for Nick. Let's find out what Rick answered. Here we go. Uh, my furthest, I think I've gotten on video is probably five. 50-ish or so. Okay, awesome. How many... Okay, so... <laughs> wow. Okay. 550-ish or so. So the interesting thing about this is... I don't remember if I followed up, like, how he knew that. But we interview, like, pro players all year. And we even asked some of the pros this question. And Chris Dickerson may not be known for being the furthest thrower... He still but smashes. He, he still smashes. Yeah. And he was like 450. Chris Dickerson yeah. said 450. 450 so, or 475. Yeah. I'm not was, saying this guy didn't throw yeah. 550, but that's incredible. Okay. So that point goes to John. There's my one. One little... point to John. Okay. So I kind of missed the very beginning of this question, but let's see. Let's go ahead and get question number two up there. Aces, do you have? Okay, so, yeah, so how it many was aces? Very, very simple. I kind of missed yeah. it, but it's how many aces do you have? So what's Rick going to answer? And this is going to you now, John. We alternate. So uh, yeah, yeah. Take take um, your what well, we interviewed him on. Everything you know about him so far. What's he going to answer yeah, I, for how many aces? Uh, two. Oh, Nick. <laughs> Three, yeah. So I could go three and get the complete over, but or you uh, could go one and it has to be zero or yeah. one. Oh, I wouldn't do that. No, I'll go. Uh, I'll go four aces. Four aces. Yeah. Okay. Four aces, and the chat board is coming in. Someone says seventeen or forty-three. Seventeen or forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, five sixes out there. Four. Someone says forty-five. So this is kind I think of funny. I'm realistic here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's see what uh, Rick answered. I want to say it's six, 
Okay, you yeah. want to say it, but yeah. what are you going to say? I'm pretty sure it's six. Okay. <laughs> six aces. That's, yeah. a, that's a higher number than we usually get, so congrats yeah. to you. If you were okay, so that is um, six aces. We had some people guess that, and uh, so Nick. One to one now. One to one. One. Now, should we tell John the history of this game? <laughs> um, there's so there's we, a lunch on the line. Yeah. Nick, tell him about it. We've been doing this, I don't know, we've probably, we've done 27 episodes. We've probably done Judge That Disc Golfer at least 23 times, 24 times. And uh, I think I've won twice. <laughs> there was one week where I got everything almost perfect, but yeah, I've won twice out of every single Judge That Disc Golfer. And uh, normally, if I see the person throughout touring or anything like that, I always <laughs> offer to buy them lunch. So I owe a lot of money to lunches. I've paid, I've paid a couple dues, actually. <laughs> Which has been kind of cool. But uh, this is funny, Nick. So People are lunch, commenting yeah. live. They're like, lunch. finally, Nick is gonna get <laughs> yeah. to eat. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hunter Thomas actually Venmo me one day when we were live. He Venmo me ten bucks. Okay, so we, we haven't let John talk, yeah. but we're gonna let him uh answer after you give your answer, Nick. Here we go. <laughs> Question number three. We're gonna play your next competitive round, and it had to have unfavorable weather conditions. So it's super windy, like let's say 20 miles an hour plus. Yeah. Okay. It's rainy, and we're talking substantial rain, okay? Mm -hmm. Or it's snowing, and there's a couple inches of snow on the ground. What weather conditions are you going to choose? Okay, so we asked him, what weather conditions for his next competitive round? What would he choose? Wind, rain, or snow? And everything was substantial. It's not just your basic yeah. weather. So, all right, Nick, you're up. What's he going to choose? Look, look. Here, I'm just going to pull him up on screen. Yeah. There he is. He's he's hating this cold weather right now, so he definitely doesn't <laughs> want to play in the snow. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with wind. Okay, so he chooses wind. Nick chooses wind. Um, as Rick's answer, John, what do you think he's gonna answer? Here he is again. If you just needed, to... <laughs> I'm going with rain. He looks he looks like a guy who goes out in the rain. Yeah. And I'm going with fire. Captain Planet. He's our hero. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, let's see what Rick answers. Here we go. I'm going to go with windy. Okay. And as you say windy, it's picking up. So hopefully you have some good luck out there. <laughs> so he goes with wind. Yeah. All right. Two so to what's one. two to one? Two to one. All right. Two to one. We've got a barn burner. <laughs> I forget. Oh, I forgot to write down how many questions. So now there's no advantage to knowing what the last question is. Oh, yeah. So that's a good point. You're just going to have to keep playing hard until we get to the end. Yeah. I think there might be six. I think, but don't. Don't hold quote there. you on it. Okay, here we go. Uh, question number four. If you were to get a disc golf tattoo, do you have any disc golf tattoos? No, I okay. don't. So if you were to get a disc golf tattoo, what would it be? And I'm going to give you some options here, okay? Oh, so God. you can either choose a, a single basket. Okay. All right. You can choose a basket with the putter hitting the front rim. We'll call that the Ooh. doink putt, okay? <laughs> um, Tasmanian Devil, old cartoon, mm -hmm. 360 drive, okay? Or you can get a disc golf phrase. So maybe like grip it or rip it or death putt or something along those lines. What disc golf tattoo would you choose? Okay. We gave him options. Does he look like a tattoo guy to you? I don't know. Here he is. The way he kind of responded to the whole tattoo thing, he was like, no. So <laughs> I don't know. Yet. All right. So what's he going to choose, John? <clears throat> I, I'm going with the one that made him laugh, the the putter into the into the basket. Yep. We okay. called that the doink putt. Yeah. We've had a few people actually message us during this off season. Uh, they found some, I don't know, some t-shirt or something that had a doink putt picture. I yeah. said, that's perfect. 
So okay. Um, I'll just go with a single single basket. Okay. I think that one's pretty good. Single basket. Okay. So here I, we've never done this on the Nick and Matt show. Nick, I haven't even told you about this. We do a bonus follow up question. Where are you getting that tattoo oh, yeah. on your body? So not only did you now guess that, you'll get a point if you get like either portion of this question correct, but it's like an extra bonus if you get the where. So where is he going to get that doink putt, John? <laughs> oh, man. I want to say the back of his calf, but uh, ah, gosh. Uh, his his bicep right here, right on the outside of the arm. <laughs> doink. <laughs> yep. Okay, Nick, where do you I'm think? A, I'm going to go with the back of the leg, the calf. All right. Back of the leg, the calf. Let's find out um, what Rick answers here, everybody. Here's Rick's answer. Here we go. I think I would just go with the standard basket. All right. Oh, one one point basket. for Nick. Go. Where would you get it? Got it. Oh, God. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> we've, never, we've never asked that follow-up. That's a so good we put one. put you on the spot. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so... You, you still good? I, yeah, I did back. Calf. Leg. Okay, here yeah. we go. I, I I guess I paused it. Here we go. I don't know. Maybe on my back or chest. Okay, awesome. And okay, so back or chest yeah. or chest. Okay, so that would have both would have been acceptable. Neither bonus points for you. Uh, I don't see anybody answering in our um in our chat. No one. No one said back or chest. Leg, right arm. A big big pot basket right on the Hickson back. Hickson said lower back. <laughs> Lower, lower back. Yeah. Oh man, I'm glad Hicks, he agreed Hicks, to be on Hicks Judgment Disc. Yeah. By the way, he knew who we were, so he oh, okay. he knew what he was nice. signing up for. He said, yeah, "Oh, yeah. I really like. I've seen you. I've watched you. This awesome. is great." By the way, before we continue on, shout out to him. You can YouTube it. Not right now, but he has his own channel. I think it's called like Coach Rick or something like that, mm -hmm. and it's disc golf. He coaches disc golf, so you can check out his stuff. All right, nice. here we go, continuing on. Uh, I'm, again, I'm not sure how many questions we have tonight, so here we go. And then um, putting. If we were to give you a stack of 10 putters and we were to put mm -hmm. you on circle's edge, like literally on the line, so yeah. no step putt, no jump putts, just right on the line at circle's edge, uh, how many of those putts would go in out of 10? Okay, are we talking in a tournament or in my backyard? Uh, right now. <laughs> Right now? Well, okay. Right now without the wind. Uh... Okay, so there was, there was a significant amount of wind while I was interviewing him. So I just said minus the wind, okay? So, like, just this scenario. Um, real quick, Nick, you got that point, right? The single yeah. basket. Yeah, so, so it's three to one. <laughs> three to one. Nick's, Nick's going to eat well tonight, John. Yeah. He's running away, I know. I'm going to have to Venmo him money. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what he was signing up for tonight. Yeah. Um, so, okay, what does he answer here? How many putts out of 10 in a scenario from Circle's Edge? No jump putts. Um, this is Nick's. It would be, yeah, this one would be mine. Um, he's going to say eight. eight. Eight putts. Eight putts. John, what do you think? This is an over-under situation. I was going to say eight, uh, but I'm going to go with nine, I guess. 550 feet, he teaches disc golf, nine putts. <laughs> Why am I laughing so much? Nope. This is excellent. Here yeah. <laughs> we you go. Uh, I'd probably say at least eight. Okay, eight of ten. He said at Let's, least eight. At, at least eight. eight. I kind of feel though. like he, I, said he did say eight, but I feel like he was – lending it to more all right so I'll give that, that's okay 
This All will right. pay. This will pay for the airport water that cost me ten dollars. The airport <laughs> water. Okay, so Nick is now leading, yeah. right? Four to one. Four to one. This is. Still, this may not. New, have, new year, new me. <laughs> this may not have ever happened before, John. So we thank you. <laughs> no, the week the week against uh, Big Germ for some odd oh, reason. Remember right. that one? I literally like. 315 feet on the dot. Like that's right. Like that Go watch happened. the big germ judge yeah. that disc golfer. Nick that was, that was easily my best one. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, another question from Rick. If you had the option to play a casual round with one of four players, and we're going to go, and this is off the cuff, Nick. I'm sorry I left anybody out. We're going to go with Paul McBeth, Ricky Wysocki, Kevin Jones, Eagle McMahon, and I'm going to add a bonus fifth. This is his home course now, Simon Lazat. Which pro player are you going to choose your casual round with? Ooh, that's a tough choice. That is a tough choice, but he's got to make it. I gave him, what was that, four or five options. I left out a lot of good players, probably some of his favorite. You left out me. Yeah. (laughs) I said, hey, sorry, Nick, if that's the case. So who does he choose? (laughs) Who does he choose? Okay, so uh, this is John. This is John, your your question. I have to go with Paul. Uh, it's, It's Paul. Okay, that's that. Honestly, I mean, yeah, that's a great play. I yeah. mean, how could you not? Right? But is he a Ricky guy? Because you're either a Ricky guy or you're a Paul guy. So maybe he's a Ricky guy. I don't know yet. But or, or Simon also or have, Eagle. You have Simon. Simon. I was Simon was tough. That was that was possible. You also have Simon or Kevin Jones. Kevin Jones mm-hmm. is a sneaky favorite player. So I, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with Kevin Jones. Kevin Jones. Okay, we've done this before. Neither of you are correct, and I'm going to let John go oh. again. <clears throat> I'm going to say Simon Lazat then. All right, Simon Lazat. Nick, who do you choose? Uh, go Ricky Wysocki. Ricky Wysocki. One of you is correct. Let's find out what the answer is. He might be a Ricky I'm going to go with Simon Lazat. Oh, he's a All right, guy. there you go, Simon. He's a, he's a fan <laughs> of our show. We have him on fairly regularly. There you go, Simon. Good. Okay, so that Jason. was now a point to John. So now what's the score? Four to two? Four to two. <clears throat> I don't know if there's any more questions. That might have been it, but let's follow up and let's see what happens here. Good meeting you out here today. Good luck during your round and um, safe travels. All right. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick, for like the third, is it the third time? The third or the fourth. I'm not The third or the fourth. Don't be cheating now. The third time ever, unless one of our super fans out there can correct me. John, Hannah Macbeth commented, hipster John. (laughs) Tell her I'll send her a picture of my mustache later. (laughs) I'll send you a picture of the mustache. There, you can see it. You can see it in the comments there, John, right in the middle there. Hipster John. Oh, yeah, there it is. Hey. So, awesome. It's always great to have Hannah jump in. Doesn't it feel like just like there's something nice about it? And and you know what, Nick? And I'll just say this. I'll let you follow up. Our chat room goes crazy when she jumps in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's insane. But she kind of steals the show. And, and Hannah, I'm saying then all this, the, and I all love the chat room is going to start talking to her <laughs> exactly. instead of talking to me or talking to Matt or John. And uh, well, it's funny because yeah, it's it's funny because at the beginning of this episode when we had started up. I had started talking and Simon Lazat texted me and he was like, bro, are you in mass? And I was like, yep, I was going to text you tomorrow saying I'm here. He's like, yeah, no crap. And it's a picture of us on the show. So, okay. This is funny. I don't know why it's making me laugh so much. Hannah, you did angry face. I hope that that's in love, but here's the deal. <laughs> Someone's like, it's actually Paul disguised in Hannah's YouTube account. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know why. Just making me laugh. So that was the game. Um, we we hope people enjoy that. We've got a great uh, Judge That Disc Golfer I think we'll probably do next week. So if you like that, everybody, come back around again. Go check out our old episodes. There's a whole bunch of awesome characters and disc golfers that we get to play that game with. John, is there anything we missed going over that would just be like remiss to have not said about Upper Park Disc Golf or any other venture that you're on? Uh, here, here's the floor for you, man. Anything at all? Uh, it's going to be a big year for Upper Park. Uh, big plans going forward, 22, 23. Uh, yeah, the team's solid. I'm just I'm just happy, you know, 10 years in to see the company do this and uh, all the support behind it from you, Matt, and, uh, and Nick and everyone. It's just been great. So, no, I'm happy. Awesome. Um, I, I don't say this to everybody on our show. And, and you might be a little weirded out, but I feel like, dude, like there was a few times that you and I sat down and talked that was very helpful for me. And I believe that like in some crazy way, like I just gained a friendship that just matters. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate it. I feel like if there's anything business related um, at all, like I could go to you confidentially and just be like, hey, what do you think? And I feel like I'd get a great answer. So I totally appreciate your friendship. Um, good luck over there um, with everything that you've got going on. And um, I know you're in California right now. Enjoy the sun. I'm thinking it's there. It's rainy and cold here. Maybe snowing, actually. And um, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I saw white stuff when I got off the airplane, and I was like, oh, no. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to let you go now. It looks like it's probably about yeah. dinner time there in California, three hours behind us. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show, man. Thank you guys so much. Peace out, dude. We'll see you around. All right. Bye. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, that was John Very Richardson. Nice. And and I didn't say this, but he was the marketing director for Discraft. Discraft. Yep. That's actually how I got to meet John was just going to different events like the GMC or, you know, wherever. And John would be at those events. Um, when I went up to Michigan two years ago before COVID and we could actually, you know, go in, meet some of the Discraft employees. I also met John then. Super cool guy. Very fun to be around. Fun to hang out with at all these different tournaments. And, um, yeah, it was super treat having him on tonight. I don't, before tonight, kind of, I didn't really know much about Upper Park, except that they have a unique bag design. I know there's a couple different ones in the pros who are playing for them, but it was kind of cool to kind of get the inside site, inside scoop of the relaunch that they're doing and everything like that. So, okay. So definitely it's, fun. we're trying to get back in the groove here. I apologize if it feels a little choppy. I mean, Nick and I have taken yeah. off some time, but here's where we're at in the show. I literally took notes for um, like five weeks yeah. of all different things that have happened in the disc golf world. Um, I'm cool with people commenting live that might help lead the conversation. That's what we expect and hope. Um, I'm also cool with people just chatting about what we talk about, <laughs> whatever you'd like. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. um, but with that being said, Nick, the first thing I have written down, and you said something great to me on the way back from the airport tonight. <laughs> I have the inside scoop. I just thought it was really interesting because I have seen nothing on this. Yeah. In the disc golf world, literally nothing. And I pride myself on knowing like the news. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing on my list tonight was that, and this happened uh, four weeks ago or five weeks ago, Ricky Wysocki, Paul Macbeth tied with the highest rated player rating um, right now, which mm -hmm. was 1,054. And that was obviously a big thing for Ricky. I mean, obviously, Paul's still maintaining that that top position. Um, and Innova gave him a big shout out and all that. And like, that's cool. Two players at the top battling it out. Mm -hmm. 
But then you said something to me on the way home from the airport tonight. Yeah. That kind of threw me off, and I was like, let's talk about that. So, yeah. Nick, what what did you tell me? You just kind of said it off the cuff while we were driving back. What was that? Well, I uh, we were we were playing Xbox the other night, a bunch of us. We had, like, a little game night, and the PDGA rating had come out, and Paul had said, he was like, oh, well, I'm no longer the number one rated player in the world anymore because he did this like weekly league back in December that finally went on his rating and he won the league, but he only shot like 1030 rated round. And so he actually technically went down to uh, 1053. So technically um, he's the second highest rated player in the world. And Ricky is the number one rated player. So Hannah, Hannah says that I cheat when I play Xbox. That's false. I just am much better at Call of Duty than a lot of people. People who are listening in their cars right now are like, what is happening? Like, yeah. we go from, like, one topic know, to right, right. right to another. Yeah. But here's the deal. Join us live. It's Anyways, a great time. Yeah. Ricky is the but, highest rated player in the world right now. Right. But so, how does that feel, Nick? Are you not allowed to go back to Virginia now that you just said that? Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they don't give my room away. because Hannah, you know, it's very lock nice. the doors. No, I'm kidding. Here's, here's my question Change about that. Code. Because you said that. Now, if everyone right now, there's people who are doing it right now. They're like, no way. So they're going over to PDGA.com. Yeah. They're punching in. What would they punch in? Player ratings so or rankings? So if, if you go on to the PDGA, you hit the hour or the magnifying glass, mm-hmm. and then it says player statistics, I think it is. Yeah. Or player search. And what it does is. it say? It actually still has them at both 1054, 1054. So if you go look, but they're tied. If you click, yeah, if you look on that, they're tied. But if you actually click on Paul's name, it says minus one, which interesting it is what it is so that tells me two things and i'm kind of a geeky geek with this it tells me one that the pdga probably updates the player ranking list manually Mm -hmm. that way accidentally things don't change for their ranking system potentially yeah that's my i mean it's not linked because when you go over to paul's page it says 1053 so um interesting i think uh people don't want paul to go down one point because now he's going to try harder Exactly. No, but we've talked about ratings, Nick. We we've talked yeah. about ratings. Ra- ratings are a fluke. Here's here literally. <laughs> here's my thirty seconds on it. Again, back to the rating talk. Thirty <laughs> seconds. I'll start a timer somehow. Yeah. Thirty seconds is this. Ratings only matter because it gives you an opportunity to rank, not rank, to compare yourself mm-hmm. to other players. It's a comparison tool. Mm-hmm. I think in general, ratings are a good average. Like it's like, hey, they're not like way off. They're pretty close. Yeah. It tells me if you played a thousand rated on a course I've never been to, I can say that sounds like a decent round. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you tell me you're 10 under, I don't know because I don't know the course and it doesn't give me any information. Yep. So they're good for that. But once you get up to that elite level, Paul bumping down to 1053 does not mean anything, I don't think, for skill level. Yeah. So, anyways, that, that's my takeaway on that. Yeah, I think the tough part about ratings is because, like someone had just said this, I feel the same thing happens with Eagle playing a league in Boulder. Yeah, league rounds are definitely going to kill your rating. Even if you win it by five strokes, they're more than likely you're not going to shoot a 1060 rated round at a league, depending on what the course is and everything like that. But that's why I've always said that courses should have a rating. You yeah. know, Maple Hill Gold, even par, let's say it's 1010 rated. So if you shoot even par on a calm, nice day, you shot a 1010 rated round. Every single stroke under that is, let's say, another eight points or whatever. But that's a whole so, different. So well, someone commented, and I don't usually, I don't usually respond to the naysayers, but someone's poking us a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and and in a way that I'm I'm totally cool with. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Daly. So ratings only matter when Macbeth is the highest rated? Yeah. Question mark. 
Um, let me answer that. No. And you might have heard that out of me, and you know that, obviously, we're friends with the Macbeths. Uh, Nick's living there right now temporarily. Um, that's not at all what we're saying. We've been, if you go back and listen to our previous shows, ratings we've always talked about in a yeah. large way, we're saying they don't really matter. Um, I think it's kudos to anybody who's at the top because that is a great title to have. Yeah, anyone over 1050 rated, like there's four people over 1050 rated right now. And yeah. You, you got to say kudos to them. I mean, those are four of the best players of in the course. world. Of course. And there's no doubt that Ricky's a phenomenal player. And they had to earn it. Player. Yeah, and, and they Ricky, had to earn it. Ricky has earned it, especially battling back from all the Lyme disease crap that he was going through at the beginning of the year last year. So but yeah, if you're telling me, but if you're telling me that you can really differentiate by one point mm-hmm. how good somebody is, that system is not that clean. Yeah, that's my point. I think it's close, but it's not that clean. That being said, congrats right now because it yeah. changed to Ricky. That is a huge accomplishment yeah. to say that you could have reached that point. Um, ratings are totally interesting. So. I think I'll kind of say this. I think that I I don't care for ratings that much. You know, I only do. (laughs) We know, Nick. Yeah. And I only do in a sponsorship sense, because if I get my rating up and I decide, you know, yeah, I want to go full time touring disc golfing, that helps out my sponsorship. And that potentially bumps me up a tier level and everything like that. But what I think would be more useful is let's say we have the uh, disc golf pro tour. Instead of having a rating system to where, you know, Paul or Ricky go out and play an A tier, they win the event, but they don't shoot their rating, so the rating goes down. But when they go out to these pro tour events, you know, say Ricky wins three in a row, Paul wins two of them. Ricky is the number one pro tour player out in the world right now. That's how you could kind of like, I'd rather world rankings more than world ratings. That's, I've always been a huge proponent of, I want a ranking system that is kind of, they mesh in the pro tour, the national tour, and the majors. I don't care about A tiers, B tiers, C tiers, anything like that. I want to see the touring disc golfers be rated on those three different tours. And for the touring disc golfers who don't make it to all of them, like Chris Dickerson said, he doesn't really do the West Coast swing. You know, that's going to hinder his world <laughs> ranking in a sense. But who knows? Maybe he goes out and he wins Interesting. four of the East Coast ones. Interesting. And I, I wish I had right off the top of my head. I didn't take these notes. Chris Dickerson is actually flying. He's flying. Flying to some events. Yes. Three events. So yeah, he posted kudos on his to Instagram. Him. The yeah, other kudos day. to him. So, because he, he's afraid of heights and whatnot. That's awesome. We've had him on the show. Go check out that show. Um, I'm going to end the rating talk. We've talked about it a lot. And exactly. I think there's a lot of cool opinions on that. But right now, we're going to move on from the rating talk. Let me just go through some of my notes here, Nick. We've had a lot of stuff happen. Let me hit on some and see if any of these stick for us to talk about. Um, Smashbox TV Disc Golf Pro Tour Agreement. That is something that the the short version of that is the Disc Golf Pro Tour has signed a contract with Smashbox TV to produce all of the live shows this year. Um, and in light of that, also, the NTs, the PDGA announced that they are going to have live production produced by the Disc Golf Network, which is Smashbox, um, and then post-round coverage from Joe Mess Central, all the, the names that you've come to expect. Mm-hmm. But Nick, live disc golf at nearly every single event that I'm going to just say matters, NTs and um, the Elite Series, the Pro yeah. Tour, every single one. It's almost going to be like live disc golf every weekend. Every single weekend. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> I think it'll be worth the amount of money that they're asking for, folks. I know. $8 you know, money, or yeah. $10. Is it like 10 bucks now? For um, the whole. <laughs> yeah. Really no. quick off topic. I want to say this. We were talking about kids disc golf and everything. The foundation guys have started up their junior grant program. And I did actually, if we have time to, for a couple minutes, I wanted to get Hunter Graham on the show. I mean, Hunter Graham, he's upstairs. <laughs> Hunter Thomas on the show. Do we still have a Skype? 
tonight. Him in quick. Yeah. Is he I, is he available? He's available. Yeah. Him and I have actually been texting about it and right now. Yep. Does he know that actually Kids Disc Golf joint owned that grant last year and the year before? I don't know if he knew I, that. I'll tell him I'm happy to have handed it off to him. Yeah. So um <laughs> Let junior me see. grant program. I just want to talk about that Let because it's see. an incredible opportunity for so juniors just so you know, Nick. Yep, the show's going to go a little longer because of this, which is on you. I don't mind. I, I told Hunter. I said, you know, you got a couple minutes. Spill the beans. And no, I'm just kidding. All right, let me Hold see. On. I'm yeah. going to try calling him. I think I have it. If this is not him, we will try a different number. He I said think. he's going to be on his phone, so the quality might not be as great, folks. But it's going to be really quick. Just talking about this cool junior pro, um, okay, junior grant program. Not that one. Um, so also Nick talk about what do you, I mean, you said live disc golf, um, equal payouts for men and women. Did you see that PDGA announced that? Yeah, that was for the, so years past they've done the national tour points where every single event you, you know, depending on how well you do at that set event, you get points and everything like that. So I think last year, uh, Calvin Heinberg had won it or Eagle, one or the other had won it, but. I think they won like $10,000. Anyways, let's say for the FPO last year, it was $5,000. Now this year, they're both going to be even. So depending on how well you place, all the payouts are going to be even between the first place MPO and the first place FPO, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, totally. So um, I think that is something that is worth talking about. Yeah. But I think disc golf, and I will say this, disc golf is unique in the sense that where it's at in the history of the sport right now, I am personally cool and think supporting the FPO as much as anybody is totally like willing to do. I'm totally behind that. Oh gosh. It's yeah. not my money. Yeah. Now, some would say the PDGA membership money is my money and kind of, we do have a say, but the reality is I'm supporting the people who are elected into the PDGA positions to make these decisions. And yes, I can have a voice, but my voice is if they think it's budget financially makes sense, the whole thing, let's do it. Because I would love to see, and this is my stance, I'd love to see FPO grow so much through things like this that they are eventually able to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not kicking mm-hmm. them out, but I think these types of things will help them grow to where they need to be or or I think they want to be. So, yes, 100%. Um, Okay. Um, looks like we got Hunter Thomas of Foundation Disc Golf. Uh, I was kind of joking Nick tonight about um, getting all the talk shows in one talk oh, yeah. show. Like one night, let's just do everybody and let's just go crazy. We'll have the Foundation guys, Terry Miller and Johnny V. We'll have Nate Sexton and his partner. We're just going to have a big round table. We just, just can't invite t- Brody because then the no, we can't invite Brody because then nobody's talking. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Okay. So, let, let me introduce Hunter Thomas uh, real quick. If you don't know, he's and, my boss. If you know who we <laughs> are kidding. and you don't know who he is, that's pretty <laughs> cool. But yeah, um, he he's Foundation Disc Golf. Uh, I say he he's he's a very big driving force, a big face of it, along with Paul and Brody and all them. Um, you're you're doing the Junior Grant this year, and I say the because there's a history behind it. Um, Kids Disc Golf has joined up with Eagles Wings at portions to actually do part ownership this year. Again, with my announcement that kids disc golf, I'm no longer doing, and we've handed it off. Um, we were not going to go on with it this year. And so I'm really glad to see it continuing. Go ahead and give us the short or not the short and sweet as much as you want on, um, the junior grant and how they can, um, you have three minutes. Yeah. (laughs) How they can (laughs) timer now. Okay. We're actually going to let you talk now. Go ahead, Hunter. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the junior grant is something, 
that we've been involved in uh, in the past, just sponsoring uh, and partnering in. Um, I think it started, I think they said like 2016, talking to Dustin. I've been good friends with Dustin for a long time. So when he kind of approached me and said that this year he wasn't going to be able to take it on um, with just other things on his plate, in addition to the fact that the 2020 uh, Junior Worlds um, got canceled. So in order for them to fulfill all the Junior Grant winners from last year, that rolled onto his plate this year. Uh, and it just turned into too much um, really for him to continue to take on. He asked if we would be willing to take it on. And of course, we said, absolutely, we're stoked to do so. This year, it's going to be pretty much the same format as you've seen in the years past. There's going to be six winners. And uh, each winner will be receiving um, a paid entry fee to Junior Worlds, $100 in travel expenses. Bushnell has put up a Sport 850 rangefinder. They'll be getting a uh, like swag pack from us, including a signed disc by Paul and by Brody. Um, one year of membership to the PDGA. Uh, Jomez has actually put up a swag pack as well. Uh, just of a bunch of different discs, apparel, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Dynamic Discs is nice enough to uh, give them a tour of the warehouse by Dynamic Disc Pro uh, while they're in Emporia for the Worlds. A video call with Paul, Brody, myself, and Trevor, so all of Team Foundation. Paragon Disc Golf's offering up a custom polo. Eagles Wings Disc Golf is still a part of it, offering a swag pack of discs, hats, stuff like that. And we have some more kind of in the work that's going to be announced um, soon. So that's going to go to each six winners. Uh, applications are already open. They're open through February 12th, and then all winners will be announced March 12th. And all of that information and more can be found on our site, foundationdiscs.com. If you scroll to the bottom, there's a little link there that says Junior Grant, and that's also how you can go about uh, applying for either yourself or kid or uncles can apply for whoever. Basically, any junior that's eligible for Junior Worlds can be a part of this grant. So Super excited to be bringing it back to 2021. Solid. Totally. You actually did that in three minutes. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> so people, All right, goodbye. <laughs> okay. The chat, the chat room is pretty cool here. Um, so some people want to be a kid. They're like, can I be a kid? No, you can go find a kid and then submit an application for them. <laughs> um, so let me – I listened to your um, interview on Smashbox. I love those guys over there. Smashbox, Terry, Johnny V. I watch your show. I watch – I'm, I'm a podcast kind of guy, show kind of guy, <laughs> so I started one myself. But I listened to your show with uh, Smashbox, and I just, just for sake of conversation, I feel like you had said, now let's let's do the debate here, No, that um, you have to be eligible for Junior Worlds because that's where the prize comes in, right? Correct. Yeah, that's the, that's the big part of it. So we want you know, with the paid interview to Junior Worlds, the travel expense to Junior Worlds, and the tour to, tour of the DD Warehouse uh, in Emporia, we wanted this all to just be featured around Junior Worlds. Now, that's not to say that in the future that might be something we don't reconsider, but for this year, um, that's just a crucial part of it and um, something that we're going to be continuing for this year. I think that's kind of been the status quo for the past as well. So we're just continuing that into this year as well. For sure. For sure. And I think I'm actually going to contribute to this. And I said debate cause I was trying to scare you. I'm going to contribute to this. I think, um, actually what's, and, and maybe, you know, something I don't, but at Emporia, when I was there with my son for junior worlds, they said they are going to do everything in their power to never turn away a junior. So I guess what I'm saying is there is a very, very high likelihood that anyone who wants to wants to go to worlds, is going to be able to go. I think they open it up 
um, I want to say it's three weeks or four weeks before to say anybody. And and ultimately, Doug, and he can correct me <laughs> if he hears this, Doug was like, yeah, we're not going to turn anybody away. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you might be able to get more applications um, mm-hmm. even for those who are not eligible, if you will, as in like they didn't qualify. I think they'd still be able to go. So anyone who wants to go, that's my that's my take on it. Um, should be able to apply, but that's, I'm not, I'm not speaking for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I actually, I did not know that information. So maybe I might have to reach out to DD uh, and kind of confirm that in the application process, I think we're going to be looking, we're going to be looking heavily into like how involved yeah. the kids in their actual local scene and community um, and stuff like that before, like that's going to be one of the big first steps, uh, first barrier to entry for them kind of get on to the finals before they get passed on to the actual like panel of judges to go over everything. Um, but eventually there's going to be a point. Uh, the current plan is to make sure that whatever junior um, we're about to give this grant to is able to actually go to junior worlds and wants to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that might be something I have to talk to DD about um, or at least the tournament director and be like, Hey, you know, we have this grant winner. We really want this person to win but they're not technically eligible because of points or whatever it may be, which I know that the PDGA luckily this year has loosened that up because of COVID. Um, so basically if you qualified for last year, you're still qualified for this year. Uh, there is some like restrictions with the ages and stuff, but they also made the points a lot less this year. Um, so it should be easier than in years past to qualify, but there's also less tournaments. So that might not fully be true depending on where you live. Yeah. And so again, it's, it, it, it would be smart before obviously you would make an announcement. Oh yeah. Listen to what Matt said on the Nick and Matt show, but, <laughs> but I am, I'm very confident. And this was coming from me as the kids disc golf founder. I'm pretty confident that anybody who wants to go to junior worlds, at least this point in the history of the sport, anybody who wants to go is going to be able to, you might not be able to register at the checkpoints along the way, but like coming up to the day when they open it up to everybody, they're not going to turn away. Um, I, they, that's what they said. That's what they said. But you might, it might be worth checking. Just be like, are you going to turn anyone away that wants to play? <laughs> yeah, I hope that's true. Yeah. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why we would uh, stop someone from trying to win a junior world title. Exactly. Um, but who knows? <laughs> it's very competitive scene. I've been out yeah. there. Believe. I mean, you. I'm sure you believe it. I've been out there on the cards with these juniors at Worlds and at U.S. Championships. And yeah. it's like... It is intense, man. And I'm like, lighten up for the kids. The parents are all like sweating bullets and the kids are trying to have oh. a good time. I would say, I would bet the, the parents would probably be the ones that are like really intense into it. Because I mean, from when from when I played sports and when I've like coached junior sports, kids are just out there to have a good time, you know, enjoy basketball or whatever it is. And the parents are in the stands like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That was a foul. You know, it's never the kids that are freaking out over it. But, you know, as you get older and older, especially the like 15 to 18, you know, I think a lot of people forget that age bracket when we say junior world. Yeah. Those people are going to be competitive. There's no way around it. Once once you start getting to where, you know, world means a lot more to you and being a world champion is something you know you're going to wear as a badge of honor the rest of your life. You're going to start having that competitive fire in you uh, as you go into these rounds. For sure. Mm -hmm. So that's so. cool. So they can go to the uh, foundation disc golf. Is that the website foundation Yeah, that'll get you there. And then you scroll all the way to the bottom and there's a link there for junior grant. Cool. And then now going from the junior side of stuff into, we'll talk about the MPO really quick, September 17th through 19th. Uh, pretty yes. incredible thing going on down in Virginia. Let them know. Yeah. So we're super stoked. There's going to be the third annual battle for Bedford. It's later in the year. 
um, the normal, like Nick just said, the September 17th or the 19th. It's a B tier. We're going to be, um, I believe it's going to be the first PGA sanctioned event at Paul's newest signature course in the area. Mm-hmm. It is uh, no joke. Um, that's going to be the MPO feature course. We have $10,000 added cash to the pro purse. Uh, it's, you know, we're super excited to be working with several different partners and bringing that. Um, and we're hoping that we can bring some really cool stuff to the AMS. I don't want to spoil any of it. Um, but you know, all of our social media will, will be posting as that stuff becomes official, but the $10,000 to the pro purse, we've already announced that that's official. And, um, we're hoping to be able to do some cool stuff for the AMS as well and make this the biggest tournament Virginia's ever seen. Heck yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's insane. $10,000 added cash. Is biggest tournament Virginia's ever seen. Absolutely insane. Is the that course, like, is that like a two day C tier? That's the biggest? Three, no. three day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think so. There used to be, I would assume two days in May would probably be the biggest one that would happen in the past, which was a two day, four round, eight tier. Yeah. That's what I would assume at least. But um, that's, that's been the biggest draw. And that's one of the reasons we moved it to September mm-hmm. is it's right between, um, I believe it's, green mountain and music city is that right it's something where people, pros are coming from up north yeah down it's Tennessee. it's after mvp so they'd MVP. be coming down and then yeah. okay. i don't know so funny enough you know i'm obviously great friends with the foundation people and paul and hannah and all that and for a third year in a row i cannot attend the battle for bedford and this year it's because my sister is getting married and i was like of all the freaking dates to have a wedding or a tournament I can't we keep go to changing, it. trying to get Nick Carl here, yeah. and it yeah. just never. It just, he, you know, <laughs> I've I've been told I'm supposed to be the one. So this is this was kind of my game plan. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna tee off super early Friday morning, and then I'm gonna play really really bad so that Saturday I can tee off really early as well, and then I'll fly home after my tournament round, go to my sister's wedding, and then after the wedding fly back to Virginia, and then Sunday I'll play super early, but I'll murder the course. And I'll end up winning the tournament, so I'll okay. get ten grand. So that's the plan. That is mm. such a Nick Carl thing, <laughs> it, Hunter. Yeah, yesterday. No, let's go back. We already told the story last week. I'm like, you ready to go? He's like, yep, ready to go for the show tomorrow. And he's down there, you know, in Paul at Paul's house. And he's like, wait, I forgot my power cord. So he doesn't have a power cord for his computer. So we pushed the show off yeah. yesterday. I go, you ready for tomorrow? He's like, actually. I think I'm traveling back up to Massachusetts, so I'm I'm probably going to be in yeah. studio. He's a very he's a very last minute person, so I could see him going to his sister's wedding, traveling to play a tournament, coming back. Like it's it's possible. My mom said absolutely nope. not. <laughs> she already said she's like, no, you need to be here for the rehearsal, all this, this and that. I was like, ma, all I got to do is just show up in a suit, and then I'm I'm good. Like, okay, but that anyways. that event will happen again. So yeah. hey, listen. Do you have a few minutes, Hunter? Or are you like your wife's calling you ready for bed or what? No. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got some time. Okay. So I figure, you know, two's, two's fun, three's a crowd, whatever. I, I forget how that saying goes. Let me ask. Put you guys both on the spot. You both have connections slash friendship slash business relationship with Paul Macbeth. Have either of you driven, ridden, <laughs> or driven <laughs> the, the supercar? Anybody? A ride or a drive? All right. Well... You know, I'm going to show off my friendship really quick because Hunter's already <laughs> nodding his head saying no. I have ridden no. in it, the McLaren. It's insane. It's great. Um, I've also <laughs> pulled it out of the garage and backed it back into the garage. I haven't you taken it out. You backed it into the garage? I, I backed it right, right into in? the garage. Right in? Did yeah. it do much damage? Oh, you didn't back it into yeah, it. No, you no. backed into it. But I was oh, actually okay. like, I was, <laughs> I was scared as all hell because 
the way that the garage works is that there's the driveway and then going into the garage, it doesn't fully kind of like smoothly go into it. So it stops and you actually have to hit the gas pedal. And when you're sitting in that nice of a car and you're like, please, please don't do anything wrong. You kind of like tap the gas pedal and then it doesn't do anything. So you tap it again. And it was very nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. I've never been scared to drive a car. And then when I actually <sighs> sat in that and I literally only pulled it out 50 feet and then pulled it back or backed it back into the garage. But <laughs> So that's cool. Yeah. Um, Hunter's just like, no, like that's like very business there. I'm not asking to drive his car. Is that how it is? I would never ask to drive it. I, honestly, I'd probably decline him if he told me I could drive it, mm-hmm. but I would go for a ride. Yeah. He just hasn't offered. So the only day he brought it by, him and John were going to get lunch after. Yeah. So he like gave me the full tour and then was like, all right, we got to go. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I never got to ride in it, but no, I haven't seen it since then. He brought it by one day, then it's been in his garage and I haven't been up there. Yeah. yeah I would imagine during the winter months, you're just going to put it away. So that, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> let's do this. I'm going to involve you in this conversation here as well. Uh, these are it, whether or not we have something to say about it. If anybody has anything to say about it, whether it's a hunter or Nick, or if I guess if I do, but here's people who have re-signed or changed sponsors of this year. I'm just going to hit them all. And then like anything that stands out would be worth talking about. Thomas Gilbert leaves Innova and heads to prodigy. Mm-hmm. Scott Withers leaves Innova for Discraft. This one's going to be huge. I cannot <clears throat> wait for that. Um, uh, let me see here. Austin Hannum leaves Discraft for prodigy. Um, I guess I would say Calvin re-signing isn't like a big news thing, but there's some topic there. Calvin re-signed mm-hmm. with Innova. Anthon left Innova. That's another topic. Um, Alexis Manduahano left Innova. She was the junior, uh, not junior athlete. She, she, how old is she? Do you know? Uh, I know it's not great to talk about ages, than but twenty, I think. Okay, she's a younger F- female player yeah. who is now also announced she's, she's awesome. going to tour. Yeah. Okay. Um, James Conrad announces his departure from Innova. That's how I'm wording it right now. <laughs> and um, let's see, what else do I have here? Ezra Adderhald, obviously we talked about him a little bit. Big he just announced Discraft. Team. Um, there's a, a, I know her as a junior player because she was at Junior World. Cynthia Riccati, or Ricciotti, or however you say it. Um, she announced that she's going to begin touring full-time, so that's another FPO player on the scene. I got one. I want to give a shout-out because he's a, a good buddy of mine now, but uh, Trevor Harbolt left Team Discraft's tour team to actually go to Team DGA, yep. which is like a sister company to Discraft, so I'm super excited for him. Kind of him, Matt Bell are two very, very good players in the sport. I can't wait to see how Trevor does with DGA Discs. Yeah. Um. So also this one, it kind of interesting. Madison Walker, longtime Innova sponsored athlete, no longer with Innova. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, oh, no, Hannah Leatherman. Uh, this was another, a U.S. champion, an FPO U.S. champion. Um, honestly, and I know them fairly well, um, both Dustin and Hannah, but her social media announcement kind of made it sound like she was kind of, I don't want to say leaving the sport. But it was in line with that, as in I have a great career doing what I do with therapy and all that. And thank you. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. I don't need my sponsorship. So kind of interesting there. And really, that's the ones that I highlighted. Did I miss any Hunter that you'd want to talk about or Nick and and any of those stand out to you that you feel like, you know, worth noting um, some of the details? I don't think you missed any per se. One thing that I think was very interesting was the Thomas Gilbert contract Mm. when ultimately about the article they made sure to mention that he had access to with as a part of his contract like a sports psychologist and a physical trainer which i thought was very interesting 
I'm sure that's been in other contracts. We haven't really ever seen it emphasized like that that I remember. So I think that'll be something interesting to see if that's like something with the future of the sport that we're going to start seeing access to that a little bit more. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting was with the promotion of we saw Own Scoggins, mm-hmm. Valerie Mandejano, I believe that was it, to the star team from yep. the champion team on Innova. One player we didn't see on that list was Ellen Widboom, which mm. I found very surprising with her season she had last year. Uh, if I remember the stats from when we talked about it right, I think she had like a 63% win percentage, including a Pro Tour win. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just been increasing you know, her status on tour, if you will, uh, to where I don't think that she should have been promoted over some of the other players. But I thought it was weird that you're promoting some of the other players and not promoting her. I don't know if it's a like her contract runs up next year. We'll visit it then. But it seemed like she had the season for a promotion and kind of got snubbed. Um, I'm not entirely certain the details behind that. But I thought that was an interesting one. I think it's definitely interesting because I didn't know two years ago. Definitely didn't know who Ellen Woodboom was. And then last year she was killing it. She's got an insanely good forehand. She won a pro tour event, I think, at Idlewild. And then she got second place at Deglo, And those were kind of like back-to-back weeks or something like that. And uh, no, she definitely had an incredible year last year. So hopefully it's kind of like you're saying, maybe next year they can kind of renegotiate the contract. But she definitely deserves, especially if she has a good 2021 season, I think would definitely deserve kind of a step up in her sponsorship. And you nailed it with Valerie Manuhondo as well, who did great at Worlds last year, does great in the Texas scene, the Oklahoma scene, incredible FBO player. Um, her and her sister Alexis are both going out on tour, and I think Valerie's boyfriend Mason had gotten upgraded to Innova's champion team. And he's like ten twenty five rated or something like that. He's silky smooth, wicked good player. Ratings don't matter. Okay, uh, no. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Um, let me do I'm this. Higher, I'm higher rated than Hunter, so <laughs> let me let me do this. Um, whether or not, One and I'll point. get responses from each of us. We'll each give our opinion on this, and the chat board can chime in on this as well. Um, whether you were surprised or not, okay, whether you were surprised or not is kind of how we'll do this one. Um, Thomas Gilbert leaving Innova. Were you surprised, Nick? Yeah. Were you surprised, Hunter? Leaving no where he went, yes. Okay. That I was wasn't gonna... the question. <laughs> he gave two answers. That's okay. <laughs> um, I was not surprised either. But now I want to do a little follow-up like Hunter did. I think I thought he would either get a promotion or should get a promotion with Innova mm-hmm. or move because he was playing better than I felt like his sponsorship yeah. was given. What was he champion? He was Cha- he was like he was year? like third or fourth down. I think he was literally on what they call sponsor level, which okay. is it's okay. so anyways. Yeah. I definitely um, he I definitely think he should have had at least a team champion um promotion. Yeah, exactly. So but, I th- yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, how about um this one is not like super like I don't want to say it it's awesome, right? Scott Withers, great player. I've known him for a long time, but not like very like well known, I should say, from by most of the disc golf community. Um so surprised or not at, at him leaving Nick um Innova. Uh I was actually pretty surprised. I had briefly met Scott back at twenty nineteen Vegas Challenge when him and Paul were on the same card and just kind of briefly heard him talk to Paul. But um he's a silky smooth player. Uh, I think he's from Oregon or Washington. I'm pretty sure it's Oregon, but he just dominates the tournaments out there. He's like eighth yeah. highest rated player in the world. And then what does that say about ratings, Nick? I mean, <laughs> he he's still I'm pretty sure like he's a he's top good. 10, top 15 player when he comes yeah. out to the pro tour events. But he's just like he's an incredible player. Incredible. And I'm super stoked to see him 
throw Discraft. And is I, he going to tour like I outside of his region? I think he's pushing to tour more this okay. year. He's I a think. dad, maybe works a real job. I'm not really sure. Pretty sure. But Something like that. I actually so, would love to somehow get a connection with him. I want to have him on the show okay. one day. And kind we'll of have him on brain. the show. Yeah. Nick and Matt pull the strings. All right, uh, Hunter. Um, what is? Were you surprised to hear Scott Withers? I mean, did you know who he was, and were you surprised? <laughs> I definitely knew of him. Yes. Uh, was I surprised? I didn't know enough about him to really know okay. what he was looking. For. Uh, so no, I wasn't really surprised because I had nothing to be surprised about. But to go off of what Nick was saying, I actually just we did like a top twenty on our um like a too early top twenty kind of on our website's blog on Foundation's blog, and I actually put him as my tenth best player in the world right now after looking into his stats and seeing what he's doing in the pacific northwest i think if he regularly comes out on the pro tour i think people are going to be pretty shocked that they don't already know his name Mm -hmm. so i think he's Mm -hmm. a bigger player than people think it's just can he actually perform on the right stages this year to to prove that yeah okay agreed so that was uh scott withers i'm gonna say i was surprised just because he's been with innova for so long actually had like he had the gator as he had, a signature i was gonna disc. say he had a signature yeah. disc and everything so i was yep. surprised he's been with him so long um let me just see a few others here and let's just do it quick let's try not to do our follow-up answers on this were you surprised nick austin hannum leaving discraft yeah okay uh hunter no okay uh n- no no 50 actually i i think i was leaning towards surprise okay uh I'll just say because I brought him up. Calvin, are you surprised he stayed with Innova? Yes. Are you surprised he stayed with Innova, Hunter? Yes, yeah, me I too. Am. There must have been something, and we we are not privy to everything behind the scenes, but something must have happened there that yeah. that made it be like, yeah, I'm definitely staying with Innova. Um, are you surprised, Nick? Anthon left Innova. No. Hunter, surprised? No. Nah. Um, unfortunately, I think I was surprised. But I, I mean, I, I know the situation, but I was mm-hmm. surprised. Um, Alexis Manduahano, surprised Nick. She left Innova. I was surprised at that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. You don't need to follow up. <laughs> Hunter, no, Hunter, um, yes or no? Surprised? Yeah, I was very surprised. Okay. Yeah, I was surprised as well. It's the sister duo. They kind of split up too yeah. on top of it. Um, James Conrad announcing his departure from Innova. Can I just say, uh, I'm not afraid because I'm not saying I have insider information. He's going to MVP. and i know that just because of public it's public i mean is it right for me to say that no he has a chance to do whatever he wants i'm not committing him to that Mm -hmm. but are you surprised uh james is leaving innova i'm gonna go 50 50 yes and no (laughs) okay hunter uh no i don't think i don't think i am i don't think i am (laughs) i i am um yeah i'm in with nick on this one like a 50 50 like i think he needed something to change and changing meant leaving for him. Okay. Um, finally, Madison Walker, no longer with Innova. Is that a surprise? We don't know where or if, but no that, longer with Innova. Surprise, Nick? Yeah, it surprised me. How about you, Hunter? It'll depend on where she goes if I'm surprised. Okay. I am surprised in uh, more than 50% that she she left Innova or, or again, whether or not, you know, she left or things happen with sponsorships, we mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm not going to bring up Hannah Leatherman. We kind of talked about those. Yeah. So let's move on to our final topic here because I know Nick's got things to do. He came yeah. back. He literally just landed. I picked him up. We sat down right from the airport to the show. Um, so here's the final topic, and we have it in our title of our show. I'm interested in our brains coming together to see what we can come up with. Is the PDGA... Professional World Championship 
or let's go towards almost any world championship, but let's focus on, I guess, the the professionals. Um, are they going to happen this year? Any any insights that have you thought about that at all? Um, and and I'll just set the stage for this. We are coming out of 2020 pandemic. Um, the worlds did not happen. Um, the people who had won worlds, as in like they put the bid to play it, got it pushed back to 2021 this year. Um, the way things are going, the uncertainties, they did not have worlds last year because one of the biggest reasons world travel was not a thing. I am still hearing things of that nature. It, it may open up. You might need a COVID vaccine. Uh, there's still a lot up in the air. Worlds is in June. Yes. And in Utah. I'm just interested, I guess, in opinions. I don't need facts. I just need opinions. Um, anybody, Nick or Hunter, do you have any thoughts on that? What do you think? Is it going to happen? Uh, I think it will happen. I don't think it should happen if European or just people out of the country can't come and compete. I don't think it should happen. Yeah. I mean, my opinion, I don't really know if I think it, it will or not. I hope it does. Um, but I'm with Nick on, but my take on it with Nick is if world doesn't happen, no major should. I, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to comprehend like canceling worlds, but allowing USDGC. Yes. Um, because it, at the end of the day, especially like women's nationals, Last year, you, you realistically snubbed Henna and Evelina and other players, Kristen Tatar, at yeah. major. Um, and so I think that that's going to be a similar thing, is if the travel bans are still in place when we roll around to June and we roll around to October, if the full field can't be there, there shouldn't be a tournament um, for a major. When it comes to national tours and pro tours, sure. But when it comes to a major, I just I don't think that that is right to allow someone to hold a title when someone who could have realistically won that title can't be there for what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. I just, it, I don't think that that's the, the right decision to be made there. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. And especially with the USDGC because it's an invite only event and there are European tournaments that in the past have been qualifying events. So now that those players could potentially be qualifying to the USDGC, but now not able to travel here, I just think it kind of snubs them out of an opportunity. There are so many incredible players, the KJs, um, excuse me, the Seppos. There's a couple of guys from Prodigy and Discmania who are on the up and ups in the world right now. It just, I don't think, I completely agree with Hunter. I don't think that if Worlds doesn't happen because of travel restrictions, I don't think a major should happen. I think the Pro Tour, the National Tour should still go on because those are America-based, you know, or USA-based tours. But there's also a Euro tour. So they do still have events that they're playing over there. But when it comes to the majors in the world, like I don't think European Open, if that was to happen, I don't think it should be a major. If they want to have the European Open, but have it on a smaller scale out there, by all means. But if we as Americans cannot travel over to there, I don't think it should be labeled as a, uh, a major. But based off of everything you know right now, because this is more where the question, I actually, I really, I just want to say, I appreciate all that insight. That, I think that was fantastic insight. And I think that was part of the conversation this last year. Although there was a few added points there, Hunter, that you made that I hadn't really thought about, like U.S. championships happening in spite of worlds being canceled. That, that is interesting. Mm -hmm. Although the, the, the debate was probably along the lines of it's, it's a U.S. title and the United States people, that's probably where that came from. Whether or not it's a great point, it, it's probably where it came from. Yeah. Um, and so all of your points standing that you just made for 2021, 
do you feel like, and I, it's kind of like the yes or no surprised question answer. <laughs> um, Nick, do you feel like what you know right now and what you think the future might hold for this year is world's going to happen? Not do you want it to. All all the all the touring pros have it listed on their tour schedule. So I think in everyone's mindset, yes, Worlds is happening. I they're, don't have they're planning. I, they're planning yeah, they're for planning it to happen. It, yeah. I don't have any inside when it comes to inside scoop on what the talks are with it, I don't have anything. <laughs> I'm not asking I'll, for inside scoop. I'll figure it out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, um so Hunter, I mean, any I, feelings? I think there? it would happen. Do you feel like based off and I don't know what Virginia's like, but Massachusetts it's still super, super restricted. It's it's like all over the country is a lot different. Um, what do you think? Do you feel like it's going to happen? Do you feel very positive about it? I'm a very optimistic thinker. And so, yeah, I think that when June rolls around, we're going to be at Worlds. Whether there'll be spectators or not is a different question. But I think there's going to be some type of work visa or something that allows these players to come over. I hope so. Yeah, and and hopefully and I'm no way getting political here, but if a vaccine is required to enter the United States, then I would hope that that would be enough for the PDGA to open it up. I'm not, I'm not making any recommendations. I'm just saying like, as far as an organization goes, if that's a restriction the United States puts, at least if there's an opportunity. Yeah. So it, I guess my feeling is, cause I'm making you guys answer that based off of what I know right now. And I know it's January. February, March, April, May. There's no way to know, but I, I would say if it was right now, it would have to be no. Um, so how how close to this date would you go before you'd say no? Like I would say if it was in February, no. If it's in March, no. April, I th- I probably think, still saying no. I think they'll come to a decision mid to late April on okay. whether it's officially going to happen or not. I like that's that's when i would do it kind of base a decision off of that because we thought i mean last year when COVID first happened when we were all in waco they said that COVID was going to die out throughout the summertime because of the heat that obviously wasn't the case at all so we still don't 100 percent know besides for you could potentially make it so if you want to play that event you got to get a vaccine or whatever but i don't know what would that mean what would that mean for the sport to cancel a second year? Would they would they actually think positively this year and say we can push it back? I know, believe me, I know how much goes into all of the planning for a world championship. I mean, it's not something that is easy to just push back. I get that. Like it's actually incredibly hard. But with it being in June, could they push it back to like we talked about this last year. Would they be able to say, okay, fine, we're really close, and we feel like if we push it to September, like it's like a 98% chance like it's happening. Would they do that? I would say for the sport of disc golf, how much does it matter for them to have the world championship this year and to not have it miss two years in a row? I think it matters a lot for viewership-wise, especially after the ESPN2 deals that Disc Golf Pro Tour has been able to create. I think that a safe worlds would be incredible for the viewership of disco, the media aspect of disc golf. Yeah. So, um, any closing thoughts on that topic? Um, Hunter. Yeah. So, I mean, I think as far as for disc golf, I don't think that having a world this year is crucial for the sport, but I think it is for the legacy of players because mm-hmm. the more worlds we cancel, the more time you're snubbing Ricky of getting his third, Paul of getting his sixth, possibly, uh, you know, a Nico of being able to get his first, players aren't going to get younger. So the more we keep snubbing these players of chances, then the more that's going to hurt their legacy. And there's always going to be the, 
what ifs, you know, uh, if let's say that Paul somehow completes his world, his career with 10 world titles and you're like, well, and in, in his prime, there was two missing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, is he a climb or is he not? The more we keep missing, which first off, that's an outrageous take. That's not going to happen. Please no one quote me on that. Uh, but you see what I'm saying? That's our next snippet. As, as it keeps going on, uh, you know, the more we're snubbing players of their chances, the more it's hurting their, their long-term legacy because people aren't going to be looking into details when the sport does get massive. Great point. And, like, great point. And the oh, reality is you couldn't even make in sports. You wouldn't be able to make that argument. Like, Oh, there was two years where this or that people would go, well, how do we know he would have won? Like it, you're never going to make that argument. Yeah, so that's horrible. Exactly. That's horrible. You're right. Uh, so as far as that goes, I mean, I, I really hope worlds happens. It just crossed my mind that things are still not great. I know things are looking up, if you will, to some some people's perspectives. Things are looking up, um, and I tend to fall in that. Um, and Nick says by April, he thinks we should know. I think if Worlds was in April, ooh, I think they're canceling it if it's in April. Is it May? Would they cancel it in May? That's really – I think June is literally like where I'd finally say maybe yeah. that, like, yes, it could happen. So um, <clears throat> we – Devin Devon Yoder, I'll give oh, another so five dollars if you pronounce Devon my name. Devon Yoder, oh, just some random comment. Super on chat, but thank you for the five dollars. <laughs> yeah, we totally. I'll try three <laughs> times here and see if I get any of those correct. You can comment back. It's spelled D E V O N Y O D E E Y O D E R. So I'm going to say Devon Yoder, and then I'm going to say Devin Yoder, and then I'm going to say Devon Yoder. <laughs> I'm just going to try all different ways. Even. <laughs> okay. Um, we're really close to wrapping up here, Nick. You're a little bit over time. But here's finally, guys, with that talk, did you see the news that the fourth PDGA major will be added to the schedule for 2022? Fourth PDGA major. We do not know what this major is. Or maybe we do. Um, Nick, do you have any insight? Hunter, do you have any insight? What is this major going to consist of? Is it in the United States? Um, what is it going to be match play? Is it going to be teams? Is it going, what do we have any ideas? No idea. Okay. No, thank you, doc. Nothing. Doc Zen wants Nick and Matt versus Trevor and Hunter. <laughs> that so requires day, me yeah, traveling when, down. Yeah, exactly. One day or, when Matt travels down, we'll do something. Or Tre- Trevor and Hunter coming up to Maple Hill. I mean, that's the thing too. So, okay. Um, anytime I have a finished basement here in the studio, you guys could stay here for free. So there's no, and Nick lives right down the road from Maple. So, yeah. or did <laughs> now, did. now yeah. like Nick lives right down the road from you, Hunter. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Um, so what do you guys think? The fourth PDGA major, like, is that good? It's always been talked about. Should the sport have that round four? Do you yeah. think that's cool? Grand slam. Yeah. I love yeah. it. They're going to have to schedule I, it where? I don't know why we haven't had a fourth. Um, but as to where, I don't really know. I don't want to see – I think it needs to start a stroke play. I don't want to see uh, a match play. Or I think you're talking about like a – what is it called? Like Stockholm or, or I forget what it was. Some, some other type of scoring. I don't want to see that initially implemented as a major because like – or because I just don't know if that makes sense. I love to see a match play event on a big scale with enough money that all the pros are coming to because like – Pretty sure the All-Star event – it's kind of kind of kind of be like that. Yeah, we haven't found out more information about the All Star. No. I want yeah, to kind of yeah. I was going to kind of end. end <laughs> ding ding the podcast ding! I think that, it's interesting. Yeah. I was actually going to hit up Jeff Spring and ask him if he wanted to talk about it. I think it's going to be a pleasant surprise. 
Um, I'm sure there will be some information that comes out, but I would just safely assume, and it's not fair to just assume, but it's going to be, yes, there, I'm thinking there's going to be side games for sure. Mm-hmm. I hope they, they video those and make those available. And then, um, I think it's going to be a great, great event, but yeah, we don't know much about that. Um, it's supposed to be in a month, right? Like February. <clears throat> yeah. It's the week before Vegas. Yeah. So it's, it's getting closer. Um, yeah. So that is that is a great topic you just brought up. I think once we know a little bit more, we can talk about that. I just want to finish again, and this will be literally it, that fourth PDGA major, just to round it out. It's going to have to be, in my opinion, earlier in the year. Like, it's not... It, because Worlds is kind of middle. European Open is typically, yeah. like, like late summer, early, whatever. It's usually, usually July, I think. And then you have USDGC... But if you, the end. if you have an early year major, where do you have it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Arizona, yeah. I haven't, does Arizona have a majors worthy course? Does Southern it's a good question. Cali have nice enough weather in February or March? I don't know. I've always been kind of torn between the idea of the off season and then throwing a major in February or March. Like that doesn't really give a lot of people time to kind I of, think what's that? I think it'd have to be like April range. Agreed. Yeah. April or May. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good actually. Um, kind of get the initial tour going, and then you know people are, I don't know. Can I end on a, a kind of I don't want to say a feel good story, but kind of one of these stories that's kind of in, interesting and ended awesome. Mm-hmm. The disc golf community is so cool. You have you you have played against sports around you down there, right in Virginia, and and I don't know where yep. they are around the country, <clears throat> but I had somebody up in the New England area. Um, <laughs> Joel is his name. And he likes the show. I've met him before in person, of course, and all that. And he reached out to me in a text message or or a Facebook message or something and was like, hey, man, I know you like, you know, limited edition ESP comments. And I'm like, yeah, I totally do. And he's like, he sends me a picture and he's like, I just found this on, um, just found this on Played Against Sports website. And it's down at like, is Chesapeake, Virginia a place? Anyways. Yeah. Chesapeake, yeah. Virginia has a played Virginia against sports Beach. and their discs are listed on there. And he's like, check this disc out. I'm like, cool. Thanks, man. He's like, I, I was going to buy it. He goes, but if you zoom in on the picture, guess what name you see in the rim? And I'm like, let me see. I zoom in and guess whose name is on the rim, but Matt Graham. And I'm like, that is my, that's my disc. It's in Chesapeake, Virginia. How did it get there? I don't know. It's definitely one of my discs. So he's like, I was going to buy it, but I saw the name. So I definitely sent it over to you to check it out. And I'm like, dude i'm like you want it you can buy it and i'm like he's like no it's yours you can buy it and i'm like well if you're telling me you want me to buy it i'm gonna buy my disc back so i purchased it right before christmas it came in just after christmas and i'm like i'm holding it in my hands going this disc i don't know how it got there <laughs> i had to buy it back twice but i have my limited edition esp comet back thank you to the disc golf community for just being cool like that, right? Like, that's pretty cool to be like, hey, I saw it. They zoomed in on this picture and they see my name and they reach out to me. Like, that's incredible. So that's weird. Thank you for the Nick and Matt show for allowing me to have the opportunity for yeah. people to know who I am. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, uh, that's really wrapping up the show. Totally cool of you to come on. Hunter, Nick's just like, hey, can we bring Hunter on? Like during the show, what yeah. am I going to say? No. Well, he begged about it last <laughs> week. He was like, dude, I'm, I love the Nick and Matt show. You guys pull in so many viewers. He's like, and I really want to talk about the Junior Grant. So can I come on the show? I said, yeah, of course, dude. You know, I'm you're, I'm Nick Carl. Of course you can come on the show. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're just kidding. I'm glad you threw that in there, Nick, yeah. at the end that he's just kidding. <laughs> 
Just making sure people don't actually think that I'm like that. That's okay. People no, was... can think you're like that, and they comment, <laughs> and they just roast you, and I'm like, it's so funny. <laughs> Hunter, this is... Yeah, Hunter, Hunter, while we're all here together, I sometimes peruse <laughs> your comment section of YouTube. <laughs> and I'm like... Play. Yeah. And, and I'm like, Hunter is the worst person in the world. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> It's just so fun. The YouTube community is unreal. There's like great super fans. And then there's just like these people and they're going to hear me say this right now. And they're going to come on here and like, be like, Oh, that really bothers Matt. I'm for sure going to do it. <laughs> like, <clears throat> but anyways, Matt I've, hates bad comments. I've had people comment on like the weird, like shape of my beard. Like, Oh, how I've never, that's so messed up. It's weird. Or like, Matt's a horrible person. Can you imagine what is how his wife married? Like all these things. I mean, it's just like unreal. So, I, I, what, do you do you do you enjoy those comments? I used to hate them, but now <laughs> I find them hysterical. We've actually there's been a few of them that we've printed out and hung up on our wall. It's just like laughing. They're, they're great. You know, nowadays that's just a, a part of life. It's been pretty great. You know what I do? And it, it's probably just my coping mechanism at first. Because in the beginning, yes, I really hated them. Now I, I'm just like, it's just part of it, as you said. But the one thing that I do is I imagine like a 13-year-old boy. And then it helps me. I'm like, wow, okay. Like this guy. <laughs> like that's who's commenting. Yeah, I'm like, this is a 13. I was like a 35-year-old man. But I guess we all just yeah. have our own, <laughs> right. our own hate in our mind. You're like 35-year-old man sitting in the basement all alone. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's what Nick and I are doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what we're doing right now. But. Okay, so that's the show. Again, yeah. thanks so much, Hunter, for coming on. Totally didn't expect that. That was cool. I'm glad you contributed. People, Nick, people commented on my nice, clean hat for once because <sighs> normally my old foundation hats are all kind of work crusty and sunbathed and everything like that. But I got this nice one on tonight. You can find it at foundationdisc.com. <laughs> It's there. I think you get more attention for the crusty hat. Keep sending the crusty uh, hats, yeah, know, right? Hunter. That's like what? So there's actually really quick before I kind of end this off, but uh, on Twitter, there's a little battle going between Hunter and Trevor on who can get to a thousand followers first. So everyone on our live feed right now, if you have a Twitter, look up Trevor. No, I'm just kidding. Look up Hunter and, and go follow him. <laughs> Everyone, Trevor. Every time Brody posts one of these polls, people literally unfollow me just to follow Trevor, just to let me know they did it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's incredible. We, what, are you, what are you doing? Come on, let me win one. Yeah, <laughs> let right. me win one. Anyways. <laughs> That's how I feel when I go out and compete against Nick, Nick on the regular. If we video it, and I'm just being raw here, we do not reshoot anything. I've heard of some video places reshooting, like, oh, like, you normally show, throw that shot better, so, like, let's recut that. And I'm like, no. If I'm having an off day, it looks like I'm an 800-rated player. No yeah. offense to 800-rated players, but it just is what it is. And I'm like, oh, well, I just literally put on my big boy pants and say, it's going online, and I don't care. <laughs> I don't think I need to make the argument. People know we don't reshoot. There's enough stuff we could have cut yeah. out of our video. <laughs> the, the seven if footers. We, if we reshot, yeah, if we reshot, we were really bad at it. <laughs> so, anyways, all right, wrapping it up, guys. That's right, cool. it. We we came back. I, I would like to say we're going to be back on next week. Nick is still around. Yeah, I'll, I'll be around in Massachusetts for a couple weeks now. Um, I do, for anyone who wasn't here at the beginning of this show, I actually did recently move down to Virginia. Um, we are going to figure out how to make the show work. And what I think I'm going to do, if my computer doesn't work at the house I'm living at now, is just get a key for foundation 
and go use their setup. <laughs> we we actually kidding. talked about it. We, we'll rent space, whatever that means. But no. but if it doesn't work, we'll, we'll figure we'll it do out. Something. The Nick and Matt show <laughs> is going to go on for our season two, pretty much the 2021 year. We have some incredible things planned, incredible guests lined up. Um, I know Foundation is in the same boat. They have some incredible stuff going on. So look them up on the social medias. Oh. But and we like to support everybody, which is why we have Foundation on our channel, Hunter. We have, we have you on here. We'll have anybody on here. We've had Terry Miller on here. We like all these yeah. guys. Shout out to Shomez, Jomez, guys. It's it's getting lined up. Go get your popcorn. Go get your ice cream pizza, whatever. They're going to go live in about an hour. Shout out to those guys. Out of all nice. the debates I've ever had or said anything negative about them, they know how much I love them as well. <laughs> go check them out. Support them. They're going to have a great show tonight. Without further ado, everybody, um, we're going to close out the show. And so we appreciate you all coming in tonight. We'll be back in the future. Tell someone you love them this week. Have a great day. All right. Peace. Uh, peace out there, um, Hunter. Peace. <laughs> peace out. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Nick and Matt Show. Be sure to check us out on your favorite social platform and subscribe on iTunes.